This is episode five with Juliette Brun, the founder, creator of the nine delicious chocolate restaurants, Juliette and Chocolat in the Montreal area in Quebec, Canada, and a mother of five kids. Yes, five kids. So this is part two of our conversation. Last episode, we had part one. So if you haven't listened to it, go back to part one because she gives so many good mom wisdom and how to balance work life if that's even possible with five kids and how she stays organized. So, so many good things we talked about. Hope that you enjoy it. So let's get started and listen to part two of our conversation. I'm cautious about saying that you should only do what you love because you don't always do what you love. Mm-hmm. I I run a business that I love and I I love what I'm building. But there are things that I do that I do not want to do and that mm-hmm. I hate doing, but I have to do. It's part of, you know, it's part of the process. So I find that by teaching kids that you should only do what you love, you're missing part of life. Hey moms, are you tired of being tired? Or maybe yelling at your kids? Or maybe you need to know how to get your strength back postpartum? Or learn to manage your stress trying to do it all? Or just to become a more confident mom? If so, then welcome to Citrus Love, keeping motherhood inspired. I'm Christiane Bégin, a mother of two, sharing inspiring conversations with wonderful people on how we can be mentally and physically stronger moms, and also including freshly squeezed ideas, a little bit of fun, so you can learn how to find balance, and also how to raise strong, caring, confident kids in today's world. So if you're ready, let's get started. learning to delegate and do you think you're you're good at letting go of some responsibilities because you you seem to still be pretty much hands-on everything in your life I think I'm getting better at delegating mm-hmm. I think it's it depends who I'm delegating to yeah because I think everyone in my team is overworked as well so you know it's not because you're delegating that it's getting done I don't know I did I did learn to kind of let go of things and just kind of go with the flow and try not to like I said I like to be organized and plan as much as possible so there's not too much left to chance and hope because hope is not a good option for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like I like more than just hope but it's still a work in progress it really is because like sometimes I get on some of my team they're like it's okay I'm handling it Mm -hmm. and so they don't like me to be too hands-on and too insistent on, you know, following up on things that they have to do. But at the same time, I'm managing such a big, well, it's not a huge company, but it's pretty big for me, you know, and, and there's a lot of responsibility. I'd rather ask four times that whatever I've asked has been done than not ask because I feel bad asking. Yeah. And then yeah, it's exactly. not getting done, you mm-hmm, know, so it's mm-hmm. kind of finding that balance. But it's as you learn to work with people that you, you know, learn to kind of trust them into certain things and go, okay, now I know you can do it by yourself. So I won't be bothering you. Show me that you can. Mm -hmm. It's a learning progress. Going back to motherhood, what's a routine that you don't miss with your kids? So of course, having supper all together is super important. Mm-hmm. We, it's like I said, it's it's that time of the day where you kind of stop and think about your day and what you did and share with the rest of the family and kind of connect, right? So for me, mm-hmm. that's very important. Mm-hmm. And then we have um, we read uh, a lot of books to the kids. So mm-hmm. there's like the bedtime story, which is really an essential part of teaching and connecting, right? So they mm-hmm. learn. So usually we all lie in our bed. So we're kind of all squished together because our bed is too small and I need to, I need to find a bigger bed because it just, I don't understand beds aren't made for families of seven. It doesn't make any sense to me, <laughs> but it, yeah, so that time is always fun. Usually my husband reads the story because he just has the funniest way of reading the story mm-hmm. and making it like changing the voice of the characters and you just, mm-hmm. you feel like you're in the story. So that time is for me, precious time with the family because usually we do it all together. Mm. So the smaller ones, the, and even the, the, the oldest ones, we're all together and we try to find stories that are going to, you know, please everyone. So it's fun because we can still get to do that 
And I know eventually I think my eldest are going to go like, no, mom, we're good with the bedtime story. (laughs) We'll let you do it to the small one. So we're still kind of taking it, taking it in, you know? Yeah. (laughs) What do you do for you? We hear about self-care. Are there times that you can focus just on doing something for yourself? Uh, well, uh, just me Mm -hmm. that I guess I, I try to go out with the girlfriends. It's fun because I've made, um, women Mm -hmm. in business. And Mm -hmm. so so I get to meet a lot of people because I I get invited to events for Mm -hmm. women to talk on panels and stuff like that. So I've made a lot of friends who are kind of in the same, you know, lifestyle as I am. And so it's always fun because we get to go out and I've never had girlfriends, actually. I've always had more men friends. So it's nice oh, to be really? around women. Yes. Ah. So it's nice to be around women. It's very nice. And they're very supportive. It's just a very nice movement, I find. Like, you know, here to support as well. And so that's stuff that I do. But otherwise, I love to cook. So cooking for me is kind of an exhaust. Mm. It helps me relax and create. And I love to read as well. And I don't know, I just take in time whenever I can. Like when I'm driving home alone in my car, I always listen to uh, books on audio, which is Mm -hmm. uh, audible, sorry, on audible. Yeah. So that's always me time, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's time that I don't have to think about work or I I might think about work, but I don't have to, I can just disconnect and do something else. So it's just finding the little moments or even Mm -hmm. just when I go to bed at night and, you know, I might watch uh, 15 minutes of a tv show or whatever just to disconnect i don't know i mean Mm -hmm. it's it doesn't need to be very long it just needs to feel like whenever you feel like you need it you know Mm -hmm. you can do it so yeah that's usually when i take the time do you bring your kids to work sometimes they love it they come with us a lot actually well whenever they're sick we bring them to work because we don't we usually have pretty busy days so it's hard to kind of if we can avoid it we avoid it but if we can they'll come with us to work and we'll readjust our schedule they're very proud uh the work that we do and it's kind of part of the family right i mean they Mm -hmm. they all they know that it's not just us it's also them right like most we bounce ideas off of them we try to include them in our decision making and you know we explain to them when there's was when there's tension as work we try to explain to them you know what's happening why we're stressed and you know and they ask a lot of questions which i think it's important to understand you know relationships between different people and that things aren't always easy and perfect like sometimes it's stressful and sometimes you don't plan your schedule as you would want to like the the last couple of weeks were a perfect example the kids were like you're never home and i go i know it's just because i have a lot of work but it's going to quiet down right and and they know that if i uh need to take some time i'll take the time right mm-hmm. it's just that sometimes you need to prioritize it it's not doing it all the time it's they know that it's in specific moments but they need to understand right it's not like knowing that you don't always do things because you want to do them because you just have to do them, right? And that's mm-hmm. a very important life lesson. You don't just do things that you want to do. You have mm-hmm. to do, there are things that you have to do that, you know, I'm responsible for a lot of the things happening in the stores. And so it's part of the work. Mm-hmm. I could delegate, but it wouldn't be done the same way. And I have to be present. I have to show support to the teams. So they understand it. They understand it. And they come with me and it's, it's, it's good. I think, I don't know if I want them to be entrepreneurs. I want them to kind of decide on their own what they, they'll want to be. But I think really being an entrepreneur is not really just owning your business. You could be an entrepreneur inside somebody else's company, right? It's just being proactive and thinking outside the box. And so that's what I try to mm-hmm. teach them from what I do at work. Your kids, I bet they help out in the kitchen. You've maybe what? not every time, but when you're cooking, baking, do they help out a lot at home? They do. It's a teamwork. That's what I tell them all the time. I'm like, kids, we're outnumbered, first of all, so they don't have a choice. <laughs> they need to help out. It's like part of the success of the family. Mm. And so just like I tell my teams when I when I uh, do my uh, my uh, welcome evenings on Tuesdays, I tell them if my there's one thing that is a non-negotiable at work. If you are not a team player, you can get up and leave right now. Mm. It's not even negotiable. It's not something that I'll, you know, talk about. It's part of what I do in my personal life and what I do at work as well. 
And it's the only reason why it's working so well is because mm-hmm. everybody's, you know, conscious of what they are doing, how it impacts other people, you know, how we are stronger if we work as a team. So the kids mm-hmm. know that at home, mm-hmm. they know that they have to help out. So, you know, they'll help either by giving the bath to the small ones or put setting the table or clearing the table mm-hmm. or, you know, helping out with the meal or helping out with their lunches or helping out with the laundry or, you know, like, or cleaning up, like, you know, vacuuming the, the anywhere in the house when I need the house to be vacuumed or whatever. They really, really help out. They know they have to, and they know it's kind of part of the deal Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of perks to being a lot. It's fun. We do a lot of things and, but it's also more work in the house, right? So Mm -hmm. you need, they need to pull their weight. It's part of the, it's part of the process. So I'm hoping I don't sound like I make them overwork, but I just, I think it's important to realize what it takes to run a house. It's, it's a lot of work. And it must help when they see your eldest helping out and then the other one will follow and the younger one will follow. I think if they're all doing it, then it becomes like fun, I guess. Of course. Well, I'll tell you that my youngest are actually the ones that help the most. It's insane. Oh, really? Like you don't even have to. Yeah. My three-year-old is like he will play with his toys and then put them away before he starts something else. He'll clear as soon as he finishes his meal, he'll, he'll clear the table you know, help out until everything off is off the table and, you know, we can just take off the tablecloth. Like, it's just, it's impressive to see him. He puts everything in the dishwasher. Like, he's, he's, he's amazing. I don't know how. Oh, my he, gosh. He's so <laughs> well behaved. That- <laughs> I need to teach that to my son. He doesn't like to put his toys away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My eldest don't always do it. So that's why I'm always impressed with my small ones. I'm like, oh my wow, gosh. you guys are good. <laughs> You get good after five. The first ones you kind of mess up. And then the fifth one is like perfect. (laughs) I have to ask, when was it easier as a parent? Like at child number two, number three, when were you like, okay, this is like, I'm good. Like, I know how this works. This is easier for me. That's hilarious. I would say it never gets easier. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it, it, well, it's funny because really, I would say it gets easier before you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> like my first one, I was like, holy crap, nobody told me it was going to be that hard. Like you stress out all the time. You're yeah. like, is that normal? Uh, you know, like every time they get a small fever, or you get everything is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You're always stressed out. Mm-hmm. Then the second one, I would say the only thing is you're tired from the first one. So you go, Oh man, I wish that I, I wish I had known that, you know, when they were a baby, I should have slept when they were sleeping and you know, all these things that you don't do for the mm-hmm. first one. And then the second one, you're like, I can't do it anymore. Cause now I have a toddler mm-hmm. and I have a baby. So mm-hmm. when the baby's sleeping, I still have to take care of the toddler. Yeah. So you're kind of like, Holy shit. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. The third one for me was just the most exhausting one, just because I had all three very close together. They were all like 18 and 20 months apart. So my eldest, I think, had just started walking when I had my third thing. Like, so it was just, yeah, it was, it was a stressful time. But I mean, you, you go through it. And I don't know, I would say, you know, I shouldn't say that it gets harder and harder. It's just that it takes more organization, you know, like leaving the house with five kids, it's trickier than leaving the house with two or three or four, you know, and just, just everything, doing the homework and after school activities. And, you know, you multiply it by five, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like uh, cooking a meal, you need Mm -hmm. to, you know, make bigger batches and it takes a bit more time, you know, cutting, chopping up a meal for, for four is not the Mm -hmm. same as chopping up a meal for seven. So everything takes more time. Laundries, I feel like I'm always doing laundries. <laughs> it never stops. Oh, yeah. Uh, My you know? gosh. So, but I mean, saying that it gets hard, it just takes more organization. That's what mm-hmm. I would say. It's not okay. necessarily hard or harder. It's just that you need to kind of focus your time okay. and your energy in the right place mm-hmm. so that you're efficient in what you do. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, I have to mention screen time because I'm curious how does it work at your house with your kids and do they have iPhones, iPads, uh, watch TV? How does that work? Any specific rules? Um, so yeah, we don't have screen time usually during the week. Mm-hmm. It's only on weekends. 
Um, and weekend starts on a Friday night. So Friday nights, we mm-hmm. usually do family movies. Uh, they do a bit of screen time, and I think that's still something that I need to kind of work into, te- like teaching our kids more mm-hmm. about screen time. But they're mm-hmm. not crazy addicts of screens, mm-hmm. which I think is good. I mean, they do like it. And, they don't uh, ask for it. Sometimes they do, like on the weekends, and it's kind of same thing. It's planning ahead, doing activities, so they don't feel like they're getting mm-hmm. bored. Mm-hmm. If you do things, then they won't ask for the screens. But if you don't plan for anything, then there's they're going to ask for the screens. Planning activities or, you know, uh, crafting or playing games or whatever. We do a lot of board games. So doing those those kind of things to just get their mind off the screen screens. And my none of my kids have um, their own iPads. or So my two girls, they had their iPhone. Uh, what are they called? I've, no, I forget iPods. They had their iPods uh, at 10. That -hmm. was the age that we allowed them to have their own thing. So they go on it a bit, but at night they have to put them away in our room so they can't use them. So, I mean, it's just being strict, but, you know, Mm -hmm. not being like kind of trusting them as well, because I don't want them to have to, you know, do it, do it behind our backs, but they Mm -hmm. don't overdo it. They really don't. Mm -hmm. But it's probably going to get trickier with uh, teenage teenagers and my daughter's so she's going to secondary school and we're starting to think about giving her an, an iPhone or not an mm-hmm. iPhone but a cell phone mm-hmm. so she, so we can reach her when we come pick her up and mm-hmm. so you know kind of it's going to be tricky I'll definitely need to read up on it more maybe you'll have <laughs> tricks for me from all your yes on books for families <laughs> and <laughs> you know I'm conscious that it's a reality that we didn't mm-hmm. have when we were teenagers or exactly. even kids so yeah yeah, yeah. Chocolates and kids. Are there moments you won't give your kids chocolate, like after a specific time, or especially when you're they're young? I feel like my son, if he eats chocolate at night, he won't go to bed. Yeah, I see what you mean. Once we finish a meal, or most of the time we finish with dessert, so after that, it's kind of like that's it. You know, like last call for sweets. No, no more after that. They respect, you know, the fact that we are not too strict about it. And so they are not too overindulging with mm. it as well. I think that's the key. When yeah, it's finding you, balance. Yeah. If you say no, 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 then they'll want it even more. You know? Yeah, of course. But I mean, it does happen sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes we're close to dinner and I'm like, they want to eat something sweet. And I go, no, you guys aren't going to eat for dinner. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, no, like, well, you'll have it for dessert. You'll have have it after dinner, but not now. Because otherwise mm-hmm. it's going to spoil your appetite. So we do have sometimes we have like eat what you want kind of meals. Eat what you want meals are the funnest meal, right? You can have, yes. if you want, you can yes. have rice, you can have pasta and potatoes on the same plate. But they won't overdo it. Just kind of teaching your kids that they don't need to go crazy over anything mm-hmm. because they'll mm-hmm. never be missing it. Yes, that's good. <laughs> so you had a little book um, that was published actually, I think last year as a way to encourage and educate children about being entrepreneurs and what it takes and a little bit of your backstory. Um, do you think it's important to talk more to kids about being entrepreneurs or following your passion, doing really what you love as opposed to just doing what will pay the bills? I think it is. I think we're, I'm cautious about saying that you should only do what you love because you don't always do what you love. Mm-hmm. I I run a business that I love and I I love what I'm building, but there are things that I do that I do not want to do and that mm-hmm. I hate doing, but I have to do. It's part of, you know, it's part of the process. So I find that by teaching kids that you should only do what you love, you're missing part of life. And I feel like they're going to fall hard. So I tell my kids, so you have to do what you love because it makes life so much easier, right? When you're just doing a job to pay your bills. I think it still has importance, right? You need to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the first idea of work is that it enables you to live a life where you can pay for things that you enjoy as well that are also very important to finding you know finding your balance i don't know i love what i do and i think it's important to try to find something that you love but i think sometimes you need to try different things and you can learn to love something if you're if you put your energy into what you're doing 
mm. you know? So I don't know. I'm very cautious about that. Yeah, about that's that. a, good, a good answer. Let's talk a bit about your restaurant, Juliette and Chocolat. You said you wanted to offer adults and kids a place to rediscover their childhood dreams and love chocolate in simple desserts, but of quality and serve in generous servings. So why do you think this was really important? You, you found that it was missing? So part of the message is that I wanted to appeal to kids and to adults. Mm -hmm. Appealing to kids is e easy, right? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, chocolate appeals to kids in every sort of way possible. But I think the idea behind Gia Chocolate was also to appeal to adults because I find that adults take life very seriously. Mm -hmm. I don't, maybe it's because I have so many kids around me, but I find that life is so much easier when you kind of let, let go and you let yourself be a kid again. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if this makes sense, but being an adult is too hard. Sometimes yeah. you yeah. just ask yourself too many questions. So kind of the essence of Juliette de Chocolat is kind of like, just let go and just enjoy. And, you know, you'll think about, you know, what kind of salad you're going to have tomorrow for lunch, but just enjoy the brownie that you feel like having right now. And mm -hmm. just <laughs> take in the bowl of hot chocolate that just helps you go through your day when it's minus 20 outside, you know, like just, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, have a chocolate mustache. It's okay to have a chocolate <laughs> mustache, right? Like it's just all these little things. If you want to eat with your fingers, then eat with your fingers. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, I don't think it should be more complicated than that. So The idea is that chocolate is fun and it's kind of sloppy as well. So, yeah. and it's good. That's what it should be. Like it shouldn't be, you know, all clean and perfect. It's, it's kind of the, the whole idea behind Juliette de Chocolat when I started it, you know, it was kind of like, it should appeal to everyone. And it's fun because I have women or men that are retired, that are like 70, 80, 90 years old and that come and enjoy you know, a brownie or a hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. And then I have moms with, you know, a bunch of little kids around them crazy high on the chocolate they just ate, you know, and, <laughs> and it's fun because it, that's, it appeals to every single age range. Yeah. And, and then, and then yes, because I want great ingredients because I find that part of the pleasure of indulging is not indulging into something that's crap. Mm -hmm. it's more fun if it's not. So, <laughs> so it sure. kind of makes it better. It, it makes it okay. <laughs> exactly. So how do you source good quality chocolate and make it affordable? Like, is it true that chocolate is expensive? Good quality is expensive? <gasps> it is. It really is. It's, a, it's an expensive ingredient. So I, I explained that to my uh, new hires. So they understand because I, I appreciated the fact that you said it's it's an indulgence that is not too expensive because I sometimes get comments that, you know, we charge too much. Mm. And, uh, and I always, you know, it's hard to explain, uh, to people the cost of things because mm -hmm. there's the, there's the product that we use and then we do table service. And so there's like all this, you know, labor behind the product that we sell. Like it's not counter service and it's not, so there's all this that adds to the price of the, of the product that people are buying. Right. Mm -hmm. But yes, the main ingredient is expensive and there's more and more demand for it around the world and production is not increasing as fast. Your prices go up, right? The the chocolate tree, so the cocoa tree, it takes three years to mature before it even starts making pods. And you hope that by the third year or the fourth year, you're going to start seeing, you know, pods. It only produces pods for four years after that. It starts producing cocoa pods. And one tree produces about 76 cocoa pods a year, which is not a lot considering that you need around 25 pods to make a kilo of chocolate. So it's it's an expensive pro product because it's not mass produced. I have yet to see a year where my prices have gone down. It comes from countries where they need to travel by boat. So, mm -hmm. you know, it gets more expensive. And I mean, it's part of the deal. It's, it's, it's okay, but it's just that people need to realize it. If you want good chocolate, then you need to pay a decent amount of price to get the right type of chocolate. So, And I, I think people aren't conscious about that. And I heard once, like, if someone can't appreciate an expensive wine, then he shouldn't be drinking it, you know? It's, yeah. I mean, people have different tastes. Some can't even tell the difference. So they can eat whatever type of chocolate, then they'll be happy. But the ones that do enjoy, and I mean... 
I love, love chocolate. And honestly, I have to say, every time I have someone that comes to visit me from, well, my family's in Alberta. So every time someone, a friend, anyone, and they would say, okay, where should we go eat? I was like, Juliette and chocolat. And they're like, but it's chocolate. We can't eat there. It's dessert. I'm like, no, you don't <laughs> understand. They have crepes and salads. and. <laughs> We can have dessert, honestly. And so I've tried everything on your menu almost because I go so often. I find that the price, the quantity, and the quality you offer in the... And I've been going since 2006. I haven't seen a change in the quality. It's always delicious. And I've tried a few different locations. And the food is always good. I mean, so I just have to say that. I like to support people that put the work and try to give customers something amazing, like the experience. It's all about the experience nowadays. It's not just the product, it's the environment. And so I think that's important. So, Well, thank you so much for your support, because really it's support like yours that helps me and my team grow. Um, so it's, it's fun to hear because we really do try. And sometimes I get comments that people weren't satisfied or and it breaks my heart because really I take just as much pride as I did when I started and just as much energy and passion and love and everything that we do for the company, everyone, like mm -hmm. the whole team. Um, and when we, or when it just doesn't, the experience is not up to par, then you, you get, you know, it, it affects you because it's personal, right? You're not, it's mm -hmm. not just a job. It's not just, there's a lot of, you know, work and energy and love that's put into to running the company. So You know, you always feel like, what should I have done different? Where do I need to change things? Are you still involved, like creating new menu items, baking the, how, how does that part work? Because I learned that every six months, your menu changes. It's like seasonal almost. And I thought that was really cool because I would try to find an item and it wasn't on the menu and I didn't understand, but now I understand. But that must be, I mean, it's, a lot of work switching it and you're always adding new items and so how does that aspect of inspiring new products how does that work like where do you get all these ideas <laughs> so you'd be surprised but I'm actually the person in charge completely in charge of the new menu which is sometimes a little scary because I thought that I'd have more creative people And I mean, I have people that are creative for like operations, but for recipes, mm -hmm. I find that they lack inspiration sometimes or mm -hmm. just thinking out of the box or, you know, finding ways to do things differently. Mm -hmm. um, so the menus really or almost solely rely on my ideas mm -hmm. and then people feed off the ideas. So I do have I have a yeah. factory where I all the products that are in the boutiques and All the brownies, all the pastries, all the chocolate bonbons, all those are handmade in our in our factory. So once I kind of feed them my ideas, they kind of it starts them thinking, mm -hmm. what can you bring that's going to be different? So they usually kind of fear new menus because they go, holy crap, what is Juliet going to ask us now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, I know because they always go like, no, this is not possible. This is going to be crazy. We can't do this. And then I go, "Okay, well, why don't we try? We can mm. just try and then we'll see if it doesn't work. We'll find another idea for the menu. But let's just run the process of seeing how far we can go and then we'll figure it out from then. And then most of the time we make it work. So it's funny mm. how people kind of need to feel in control all the mm. time. And, you know, like thinking outside the box means you're not always in control. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I try to push people. And but it's fun. I mean, I do. I, I I always have ideas. Like I wake up in the middle of the nights and I write down ideas. Oh like I'm, I'm a very creative person when and just when you're passionate about th something, I think yes. it comes even more natural. Mm -hmm. And and chocolate is such a versatile product that you can really think outside the box, you know. Yes. If I was working with a cucumber, it would probably be harder, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so I feel like I'm lucky in a sense because chocolate is a lot easier than cucumbers. <laughs> do you ever travel for inspiration? Like, do you go to chocolate trade shows or see some trends in chocolate? Like other industries, there's... Yes, so I try to. We have family in D.C., 
and I, my brother lives in New York. So it's two cities where, you know, you see a lot of new concepts, new ideas, fun, because it just kind of gets you outside your traditional kind of gets you thinking. And I find, and it's funny because some of my ideas don't even come from the food or restaurant industry. They just come from different industries, mm. kind of, you know, get aha moments where you go, oh, it's that idea, but, you know, change mm-hmm. the Frigia Chocolate to this or that. And it just, it's fun because you kind of really bounce off different people's mm-hmm. ideas or, you know, like one thing might lead you to a completely different thing. But, and I think the fact that I have so many kids, that they think, you know, kids think completely outside the box. You know, they live in an imaginary world in their heads. They can create things from nothing, right? Like you'll, they'll draw a circle and it could be a million different things. And for mm-hmm. us, it's just going to be a circle. So I think being surrounded by kids that are always thinking up new ideas to create also helps, you know, my ideas for Judetti Chocolat. Some of the mm-hmm. ideas come from them, definitely. So it's a bit of everything. I mean, uh, going to new concepts, new restaurants, you know, just the mm-hmm. reading. I read a lot. We have, I have bookshelves all, all over the house. So we love to read. It's something that I do all the time. I listen to a lot of podcasts as well. So I think mm-hmm. it's really like just all these different things that kind of feed me and drive mm-hmm. my inspiration. So what's your favorite item at Julieta Chocolat? If you go in and you want something to drink, something to eat, what are you going to order? Well, if I'm going to order something to drink, so I'll probably won't have like a chocolate drink and something chocolatey. I'll probably have like a lemonade because I love lemons. So I'll Mm -hmm. probably have a lemonade. So if I'm having a meal, I'll probably, probably have one of the salads. I love salads and it makes me feel better when I'm having desserts afterwards. So I usually mm-hmm. have the salads and then for dessert, like probably the fondue because I, I never go wrong with the fondue. But then sometimes I'll go for like the cheesecake. It really depends on what I'm feeling. I okay. love the I love the ice cream bowl with hazelnut because I lo- love everything with nuts. Nuts are like my se- mm-hmm. second favorite things. So I'll probably have that. Okay. So let me ask you this. If someone who's never been to Juliette and Chocolat goes in for the first time, what would you recommend to them for just get a feel of what Juliette and Chocolat is? So I would probably say you should have a hot chocolate. Because it's like... Which type of hot chocolate? Because you have like 15 <laughs> types. <laughs> well, then I would ask questions because I'd probably say, okay. well, what do, you, do you feel adventurous? Do you feel more classic? Like you want, you know, more traditional hot chocolate? You know, do you, do you like wine or not? Because if they like wine and they have a good palate, I'll probably recommend a Grand Cru. But if, you know, they don't, then I'll probably recommend a more traditional. I mean, I go for the sweeter stuff, so I'd probably go for you know the marshmallow madness or you know the nutella hot chocolate because i'm a big fan of nutella i know i shouldn't say this but i am <laughs> i totally love it um so it really depends on what they're feeling I, then for a meal i would probably say uh galette so the crepe the mm-hmm. buckwheat crepes it's really we do them the traditional french way so they're very thin and they're crispy on the outside, moist on the inside. They're very hearty, different to what you're used to having. So I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't recommend a salad because salads you can have everywhere, even though our salads mm-hmm. are very good. And then for dessert, if they feel like sweet or if they feel like more bitter, if they have a big appetite or not, because some people are probably going to go, well, you know, after a hot chocolate and a crepe, you know, I might want something smaller. So I might tell them to get the petit pot, which are, you know, smaller and just help you finish on a sweet note, but not something that's too, too big. But then if you have a bigger appetite, then I'd probably, you know, recommend Tower Inferno, which is a tower of waffles with chocolate and ice cream Mm, and all these delicious goodies. And that can be shared as well. So, I mean, like I said, I try to adapt my answer to the person. So maybe tell them to contact me and I can tell them. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm loving right now from your menu. And when I go, I'm like, oh, I have to have that. The gourmet milkshakes. Oh, my God, they're amazing. And the s'more, I love anything s'more. So the s'more is amazing. And the salted caramel brownie. If I want a meal, I I have to have the salad, the la Juliette and chocolat with the cacao dressing. That because then it's not too sweet. You can have dessert before or after. 
<laughs> you know what? You're so right. I should have said that. But you know what? I, I will say, and my teams are always surprised because I always need to menu the menu to choose because I can never quite remember everything that's on the menu <laughs> just from seeing it every day. I don't know. It's very funny. So I always get the menu and go like, hmm, what am I going to have this today? And people go, are you serious? You need the menu? And I go, yeah, I need the menu. There's, like, there's, so, there's many so many things. pages. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, like. Every single time I order something, it's an event. I need to plan it. I need mm-hmm. to really think about it and make sure that's what I'm going to be having, right? Because it's going to be what makes my day or kills my day. So it's an, it's an important process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I have to mention the brownie you guys did for, I think, last year for the 15th anniversary with the 23 karat gold inside yes. the brownie. And it's it's selling at $100. Yes. It's still selling online. I saw it yes. online. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. Like this is uh, really out there. Yes. Really I know there. it totally is. So it's funny <laughs> because people get them, I think for special occasions, but we actually yeah. sell, we sell quite a few of them. So I think it's, I mean, I think it's the novelty. I think it, you know, to celebrate special occasions, mm-hmm. uh, And it's not something that you'd get just for a snack, right? (laughs) But but, I mean, it actually, people actually buy it. So yeah, we're keeping it on as a, you know, something that if if you feel like you want to celebrate and it's something, a lot of people actually meet uh, at Giudiette Chocolat. We have a lot of new dates, a lot of people that come to like, Ah, yeah, so it's, I've seen, I mean, through the years, because I've been doing this for uh, 16 years. I've seen people date and mm-hmm. then get married and then have kids. And I've seen quite a few of those. Oh so it's God. fun to see people wow. evolve. And so some of them have asked us to make their wedding cakes or, you know, asked us to organize the, you know, the engage not engagement, but, you know, they were going to ask their hand. And they yeah. go, we met at Gia Chocolat and we want, I want her to, I want to propose at Gia Chocolat. And it's like, you oh know, we gosh. celebrate these moments with these people. And I think the gold brownie is something that some mm-hmm. of them actually go to because it's like, you know, I never buy you a hundred dollar brownie, but I love you so much. And it represents, you know, the start of our relationship. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, here's a, cho- a oh golden gosh. chocolate brownie. <laughs> Genius. Okay, yeah. so before we end, I have a few questions that you answer as quickly as you can. No, Ooh, this just, is hard. <laughs> yes. So just they're simple enough. Okay, let's go. Do you travel with chocolate? Do you put it in your suitcase or your handbag? Uh, I do. I always have chocolate in my handbag and I travel with chocolate because people expect me to travel with chocolate. Perfect. <laughs> so they ask you for it. <laughs> yes, because otherwise I come empty handed and people get upset. So I always need to have chocolate. Uh, during the day, do you just drink water or you have hot chocolate? I usually drink. I have the hot chocolates in the winter. I find it's very comforting in the winter. Okay. And during the year, I and during the rest of the year, it's usually water. And then I'll eat most of my chocolate. Eating mm-hmm. is really, you know, I'd rather take my uh, intake of calories in in food. <laughs> would, <laughs> would, I, would you say you eat a lot of chocolate during the day or just a little bit? Uh, I would say reasonable about. Okay. I, <laughs> okay. I mean, I have it every day. And it's all a question of perspective, right? For some <laughs> people, it might seem like a lot. But for okay. me, I've had more. So I, mm-hmm. I find myself very reasonable. Okay. Who cooks for uh, for the family on most nights? Uh, so I would say mostly my husband. But I would like to do it more. But just because he comes home earlier, he usually starts the meals. And then I kind of come home and the meal is already being cooked or cooked. So that's why. But I love to cook. So I sometimes have to tell him no tonight I'm cooking because otherwise he'll do it every single night and he loves to cook too so it's kind of a battle who do you ask for help or which resource do do you use when you have any questions about kids mm, no that's a good question I don't or you I, just just go with your gut I or? wing I wing it totally wing it I mean I, I guess I've seen so many things now with five kids that mm-hmm. I mean it's rare that I have questions usually people come to me okay. <laughs> I'm the go-to person <laughs> but um, I do ask friends when they have older kids I do mm-hmm. ask them you know what they've done or I mm-hmm. mean if I feel like I'm in a rut I'll ask but okay. or I'll look online or I'll try to figure it out but 
it's rare that I'm in a situation where I like, shoot, what do I do now? Like, Mm -hmm. it's pretty rare. We talk, we talk a lot with the kids. What percentage of chocolate do you usually eat? Uh, I would say I usually eat around 70%. That's my, uh, I usually eat dark, dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you tell your kids about food? Um, I tell them to enjoy it mm. and I tell them not to waste it. This is something that they mm. uh, tend to get frustrated about, but they will never leave uh, stuff on their plate. They have to finish so they can take less, uh, but they have to finish it. And the second rule is you have to taste everything. You're not allowed to mm. not taste. So they, they eat. I'm lucky my kids eat everything. I mean, they're, they're very good, but I think it's because I've always taught them to try everything. Give us a few reasons why eating chocolate is healthy. Reasons why? Well, because it helps with depression. Like I said, it helps. <laughs> I think I'm in a good mood because I eat so much chocolate. That's the trick. So it gives you energy. It helps with uh, a cardiovascular problems. It helps to. So I think it's like, I think it should be uh, covered by Medicaid consumption of chocolate because I think it reduces uh it reduces like stress levels it reduces this depression like I think it's all around positive to eat chocolate Mm -hmm. (laughs) I eat it every day like uh, yeah Um, there you go and do you feel better about it I feel so happy (laughs) I had some actually this morning I'm gonna have some more after this (laughs) (laughs) me too me too (laughs) what's one of your hobbies one of my hobbies. Well, I love to craft. Mm-hmm. I craft a lot with the kids. Uh, I love to cook. <laughs> I love to cook. Like I, I love doing everything from scratch. Like I told you, so it's and and discovering new types of ways of, you know, cooking different things. So we're we're always trying new things. And mm-hmm. you know, I have like I have a cupboard full of spices and like I like I really love to discover the world of food. So it's something that I'm very passionate about and that I. I, I work on a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I get passionate about anything that I start. Mm-hmm. So I started, I learned to knit and I was passionate about it for a while. And, and now I've haven't knit for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I get like little, I don't know. Moments. Little yeah. of yeah. yeah, little moments where I'm kind of like, geez, I guess I don't have enough things to do. I'm going to be doing that now. <laughs> And then I realized soon enough that that was just wishful thinking. I just can't add anything more to my schedule. (laughs) Where was the last place uh, you vacationed as a family? Uh, We went to France. I went to uh, Brittany by the beach. It was amazing. It was just best vacation ever. I think vacations are necessary. I think you need to have them because otherwise um, you just can't last. Mm -hmm. So, and we always vacation, uh, all together. Like I haven't, since I've had my first child, so she's 12 going on 13. We haven't done a family, just, uh, just, uh, we haven't done a a couple's Couples vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Couples only vacation. So we, if we're taking vacations, we're taking them with everyone else because we want to enjoy them. So Mm -hmm. When you're baking a cake, what do you use? Cacao powder or melted chocolate? Oh, yeah, melted chocolate. That's not even like a question. I might <laughs> use both, actually. I usually use both because the chocolate is going to make it moist and the cocoa is going to make it ha- add more depth to the mm. flavor. Mm. So I usually use both. It's rare that I only use one or the other. Do you have any uh, date nights or date days with your husband? Uh, we should do more of those, but we try to, and we are very spontaneous. So when we Mm. feel like we need that time, we'll just find a way to make it work and we'll, we'll do it. But my husband is, he's a real dad. He loves to have his kids around. So sometimes his date nights are with the kids. It's like, Mm. you know, I want to spend time (laughs) with the kids. They're growing up so fast. And like, I sometimes have to push and go, yeah, but it's nice to just be the two of us sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, we can, Mm -hmm. it's not so much doing them any wrong it's just taking time for us so Mm. you know I kind of sometimes have to go it's okay it's okay dad you can leave (laughs) the kids (laughs) your mom life in three words uh hectic um loving and what would be my third word and spontaneous 
That's good. So for everyone that's listening that doesn't live in Montreal or the Montreal area, they can still order some of your delicious brownies or goodies online at GPS and Chakada. You are right. Yes, it's we ship all over Canada and we're working for uh, the States. So Mm. give us all the details where they can learn more about you, your restaurant, uh, your social media handles. Well, all the restaurants are in the Montreal area. So really, if they come to Montreal, they have to come try because it's like, you know, it's completely different buying online and living the experience in store. And then social media. Well, so I'm new at social media. I'm like kind of learning as I go because I have a team uh, that takes care of all the marketing. But we have uh, the Juliette de Chocolat um, on Facebook and on Instagram. And then I have my personal account on Instagram, which which is Juliette Choco. You know, and I know I should do it more, but it's kind of, you know, finding the balance as well. I don't want to be spending my time on my phone taking pictures with other, other people. I want to just enjoy the moment. So, uh, but I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm very authentic. I try to be authentic on my page. And then, so the web page says a lot, the JulietteChocolat.com. And it's the same uh, web page for the online boutique so and I'm the- on LinkedIn too but uh- <laughs> I'm not very good on those either I'm still learning the ropes <laughs> so what's next for you I know you're planning maybe expansions maybe in the states maybe more uh, outside of the province of Quebec tell us just quickly about that well so yeah we're le- we we're expanding so all our stores are corporate so we're still planning to open more corporate stores but we're also also opening um opening to franchises so but i need to find uh, people that are as passionate as i am about the project because i don't just want someone who has cash otherwise i can just do it myself so i want people mm-hmm. that are invested and want to work in their stores not just put the money in their stores and then uh we're working on different projects i'm working on a book oh, uh, yeah. oh my gosh cookbook yes, or a cookbook, story a cookbook okay. that i've been actually i've been working on like a couple of cookbooks and then it's always taking so much time that I've never really and then this year I said this is crazy we need to go see the publisher and we need to see if there's interest and there was so it's very exciting so now we kind of have an extra deadline that adds to all my other deadlines (laughs) and we're just gonna have to wing it but it's fun because it's like a different type of project and we're working on lots of other projects we're planning on on having some of some of our products in supermarkets and so we're working on that and I mean it's fun because as you grow you kind of ban the way you can you know exploit the business Mm -hmm. so it's it's a fun process it's kind of learning as you go and uh and seeing how far it can take you so you said that once uh I think in the beginning your goal was to be the chocolate Starbucks is this uh still true today (laughs) I sure hope so. I mean, I like my goals to be big. I find that it's it, the way I manage my stores. I feel like I'm making a difference in certain people's lives. Maybe not everyone, but in certain people. I feel like, you know, I'm impacting people with my work. And so it's fun to see how far I can go and how many people I can impact with the work that I'm doing. And I'm mm. hoping that it's not just, you know, the the guests coming into the stores, but also the red hats that are working with me on the project right so it's fun to see how you know some people that started uh by making crepes or or coffees are now managers of the stores or uh, directors of marketing or uh, operations manager or you know like it's fun to see how these people's lives have changed thanks to Juliette Chocolat. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I can keep on growing it so I can affect more people with my work. That's that's a good goal. That's a good goal. <laughs> um, before my last question, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I mean, this interview, I hope people understand better chocolate the chocolate you want to bring to the world and everything you do and just that you can 
you can do a lot of things and finding your strength as a mother. I mean, we, we take it from our kids when we don't realize it. And just of thank course. you again for taking the time because I know you have tons of projects taking the time today to talk with me about, about you and what you do. So my last question, we all know that being a mother, a parent is a roller coaster of emotions and experiences. Keeping motherhood inspired, what one thing have you found kept you inspired and energized throughout your mom journey? I would say just stopping and admiring the kids. Mm. I mean, it's I, there's nothing else really because I'm always blown away that I've grown five human beings mm-hmm. that are pretty darn amazing, that care about other people, that will themselves change part of the world you know like in their own small way it's very rewarding I mean there's nothing more that you could do better mm-hmm. really I mean everything else you know is is it's almost irrelevant mm-hmm. so just that that's probably what I would say I'm I'm blown away and I would have more but then the grandparents if you have more we're not coming anymore because it's too much work <laughs> so, so that was <laughs> really enough have to convince me that five was enough <laughs> did you think you'd have um a couple of kids you wanted I wanted from four the- okay. I wanted four my husband wanted six and we had five so I guess we kind of Perfect. Uh, and and he didn't want a six one after the fifth he said you know what I'll reconsider the six we'll oh stick the God. five <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Citrus Love, Keeping Motherhood Inspired podcast. If you think someone would enjoy to listen to this episode, please share it with them. You can share the link wherever you're listening or go to our website at www.citruslove.com slash episode and the number where you will find the episode as well as all the information about the guests or the specific episode. The best way to get our podcast ranked is by leaving me a review wherever you're listening. Two, three, four, five, six stars. Whatever you feel reflect podcast, this will not only let me know what needs to be improved as well as what you particularly love. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get the next episode. And thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye, guys.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Citrus Love, Keeping Motherhood Inspired Podcast. If you think someone would enjoy to listen to this episode, please share it with them. You can share the link wherever you're listening or go to our website at www.citruslove.com episode and the number where you will find the episode as well as all the information about the guests or the specific episode. The best way to get our podcast ranked is by leaving me a review wherever you're listening. Two, three, four, five, six stars. Whatever you feel reflect podcast, this will not only let me know what needs to be improved as well as what you particularly love. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get the next episode. And thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.